Hello everybody and welcome to Retro Rewind Developer Spotlight. Today, it's Transistor's turn. me to talk about Transistor is Craig. He has no red hair, but he's still a sexy lady. <laughs> thank, thank you. That's that's a bit nicest compliment I've had today. Mm -hmm. Might I say you fill that dress out nicely? Thank you very much. No, no not at all. Thank you for wearing it. Uh, okay, so Craig is going to slap out the stats because this is the first time I've played Transistor and I want to talk about it. I know, I know, you want to talk about it. Great. That's really ominous whenever you just message saying, we're going to talk. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, we have to talk. Yeah, we have to talk. So it was developed by Supergiant Games. It's part of our, what did we call it? After the Developer Spotlight. Developer Spotlight, despite the fact that it's just, I've not mentioned that anywhere, anywhere else. Um, so developed, nope. published by Supergiant Games, which is nice, them publishing themselves designed and developed and programmed again by a few many people, like another seven odd people or something, but it's Amir Rao and Greg Kasavan? Kasavian? 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 Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I heard it, but I don't remember how it was exactly pronounced. So we're sorry, Mr. Greg K. I know, I know. Terrible, terrible sorry. And yeah, music again by Darren Corb, and it was released. <clears throat> on PlayStation 4 and Microsoft Windows on Steam in 2014. Then it came out in OS X, Linux, iOS, which I haven't played the iOS port of this, but I imagine it's quite good as well. Yeah, um, I can't I can't see it being too terrible. Nope. And then out in the Switch in late 2018. So yeah. Good game. We're talking about some semi-turn-based action RPG again, except lightly turn-based. And uh, Opt-in turn-based. Yeah, 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 I suppose. It's like, ooh, um, I fancy doing a wee bit of turn-based stuff here. So I'll do that. Okay, so let, let's give this a quick rundown. If you haven't played Transistor, uh, first of all, this will be filled with spoilers. So if you've been, like, waiting for six years like I did to play it, uh, probably best you do it now. Um, the... The overworld, uh, the way your character moves, all of that is very Bastion. It's all very isometric standard for your movement and the way things look. Uh, once you get into combat, you can do some moves outside of what they call your turn. And other moves you have to be in your turn. Uh, once you click the button, you go into your turn where you have... Uh, the best I can put it is if you've played Valkyria Profile... Two Valkyrie Profile 2, Lenith specifically, uh, you have an AP bar. It, it's not discrete units where it's like, oh, to move here takes two AP. It's like you just have a bar. And sometimes you can like, okay, wait, if I move diagonal, I can get more out of my bar, that kind of thing. And every uh, action you take takes up a certain chunk of bar. So if you want to use, you know, uh, what is it, purge, then it takes up 75% of your bar. It doesn't, but just for an example. Uh, you then hit play, and time is still frozen while Red goes and does everything that you put down, and then poof, time is back, and you have a cooldown time on your turn. So that's where you have to run around, evade, maybe use an attack or two if you have them set up that way. Uh, first off, Craig, let's talk about the combat mechanics. Before we talk about like like how uh, pluggable it is, okay. like we, you can just change everything. Yeah. Um, do you like it? Do you not like it? No, I do. I do like it. I like this far more. It feels like there is a bit of strategy, especially when we get to the next bit we'll talk about. There's a bit of strategizing and a bit of planning to get like an optimum few wee moves. There's, it's wildly, wildly flexible. So you'll find something you like. And for the most part, maybe like for 70 or 80% of the game, you can stick with what, what you like. It's It doesn't... Some parts force you to do something like if an enemy has a shield, you need a particular, you know, like um, power. But for the most part, I I loved it. I really I really do love it. I think it's a step above something like Bastion, where you're just rolling about, dodging, and then you're like, that's my machete. 
Oh, okay. All right. I was wondering what, what, what Foley work we were doing. Okay. I do not like this combat at all. All right. So this is take everything I say with the addendum on the end of every one of my sentence, but it's a good game. Okay. But it's a good I game. I think, but it's, a, thank you. This kind of factors into like one of the big problems I have with this is, but it's a good the game. Com- Thank you. <laughs> we could really run this into the ground, you know. <laughs> um. Okay, I'm trying. I'm trying to put my thoughts together Sorry. because somebody Sorry. kept interrupting me. But yeah. it's a good game. Um. Okay, so the combat, the way. It doles them out to you. The powers is very bastion. It's like, oh, I hit a certain point in the story. I get this power. I hit a certain point Mm -hmm. in the story. I get the next power. That's fine. The problem I have is this has the illusion of being strategic while not rewarding strategic play. If you know what I mean. I kind of see what you're getting at, but I I will counter... Only, only okay. lightly, just to see if I fully understand what you're saying. But like in my mind, I would I would have like two or three moves that in a certain situation I would know to get in alignment with a few, you know, like enemies, and then use breach to attack them all, and then I could do this. So I would have like set pieces. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much for most of the game, right? So you get you get uh, breach. And then you get what's the one that splits? I can't. It's not purge, is it? Or no, purge remember. is your default. I can't remember. Breach the name is split. I think. Okay. A purge well, is the one where forward, you hit the ground. Yeah, your your default attack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So purge is a single target, and then I'm going to say the other one crash. is your triple. Tri- was it a crash? Oh, okay. Spark. I'm sorry. If we get spark. Okay, if we get the powers wrong, sorry. Uh, they're all named computer terms, and after a while, they just kind of make your eyeballs glaze over. <laughs> of like, no, that's the splitty one. That's the AOE one. That's the fast one. You know, I, I remember ping. Ping, ping was very fast. Mm-hmm. That's all I remember. Um, they give you all these moves in such a prescribed way that you don't have any other option but to use them in that prescribed way. So you hit things with Purge. It's low damage but puts a debuff on them. Okay, the only other move you have right now is the three-way shot. So, okay, it's just XXXXX and circle. You know, you know that kind of stuff. Uh, for most of the game, it's that way. And then when you finally do get the shackles taken off and all of your moves are available... There's simply just, oh, this is the right one, and that's an option, but there'd be no reason to do it. Like, for an example, once I got the last of my moves, uh, which is about where you start running into man, I think they're called, the enemies are called. Yeah, the, just the like human speedy me. man, shooty yeah. man. Yeah. Um, I found a combo that kills every enemy in exactly one uh, chunk, no matter what they are, including the end boss. You know, he has three phases. Yeah. Each phase was just one turn bar. And once you hit that point, we're like, oh, I've unlocked it. There's all the rest of those moves are useless. <coughs> so I see what they're going for, but I don't think they quite hit it because it, it would be more fun if, okay, everything is viable. Or you're rewarded. Like you just said, uh, some things may have a shield. You have to use a certain move. I never did that, ever. It was just everything was bash, 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 done. I didn't bash. I didn't I didn't find that. I just found some nice things that I quite liked. Quite liked the backstab. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, I figured you went but very I, stealthy, right? Yeah. Right? I, get, like, I, to- <laughs> I totally get your point anyway. Like, I completely and utterly get you on that. Because there, so, yeah. there will be combinations. There's like there's sixteen functions and there's three thousand combinations of them. So that's that's the bit that I thought. Oh, this is quite this is quite good. You know, like layering things up and stuff. Um, it'd be like you know what you know. It'd be like if you're playing Candyland, right? And you're at a junction where there's sixteen different roads, and you roll a six, 
and you're like, oh, what road am I going to take? And I know you don't roll a dice in Candyland, but just go with me here. But all of them make you land on exactly the same spot. There's not a, oh, well, if I go around the left, it's it's harder to get the dice rolls, but it'll be less moves. Or if I go to the right, you know, th there's nothing like that. In this, it's either you go bashy or you go stealthy. That's it. Which is fine. Which it, That's perfectly fine. It's just I was a little, dis I guess some of this is I was built up with not just you, Craig, with, with like everybody. It's like, oh my gosh, it's so mm -hmm. strategic. It's good. And I like strategy games. So I was like, yeah, this is going to oh, be yeah, great. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> It it's, was it's, just okay. Yeah, it's not, this isn't, it's not, when I'm saying strategy, it's not strategizing each battle and you've got to do X, Y, and Z. It's more like your own internal strategy and logic for what you're going to do to attack. Yeah, yeah. So, I, like, um, this this may sound terrible, but if, if you've played these games, you know what I mean. It has about as much strategy as a Bayonetta or a Devil May Cry, where you have this giant list of moves to go through, and you're like, okay, I like this one, this one, and this one. Okay, how do I link them the best optimally? It's that kind of strategy, not an actual strategy yeah. game, where you're like, okay, I know the enemy moves this way, he shoots like this, like that kind of stuff. No, I, I Which is fine. I think, and like, I suppose pausing it, as it's not, you're not pausing it to turn it into a turn-based, you're pausing it to give yourself time to plan out and think about that combo. Yeah, and again, it feels very much like witch time in Bayonetta. Yeah. And it feels, and it's, it, it just, it feels nice. I like it. Anyway, I like it. Yeah, that, that's perfectly fine. Again, remember, at the end of all those sentences was, but it's a good game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, there are a couple things that I think this does really cool. Yeah. Like, um... I love the way that you have four processes. For me, I played on PlayStation, so I had an X attack, square attack, mm -hmm. triangle. I guess I could have just said face buttons. So uh -huh. you have face button attacks. When you run out of health, it's not die, go back to the restart point. Yeah. It's you've lost one of these attacks. So you have basically four chances to die. And even then... If you can get to another place, you can switch them out with like ones that have gone dead with ones that still work, and then you have those options returned to you again. Yeah. So the way this does difficulty and um, death is really cool. I mm. like that. It's great. It's very cool. And it's I the, the other difficulty side of it is it's got those same um, not multipliers, not activators, modifiers, modifiers. That's the word. Thank you. Um, so you can actually up the difficulty yourself as well. If yeah, I, I played almost the whole game with eight of them on. Mm -hmm. Well, no, no, no. Well, I mean, as I got them, I turned them on. Yeah, I didn't yeah. play the whole game with eight of them on. But the only one that was genuinely a pain in the butt was the, oh, cores are shielded. So I was uh, like, ah. But uh, other than that, yeah, I, I enjoyed playing this on a harder difficulty than I did Bastion, which I guess is a point in its favor. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so, so yeah, um, yeah. So I, th I suppose like moving gently from that would be moving into the the system of attacks and combining attacks and the fact that each attack yes. has an act, like so you, each attack each attack is a function. So you said already. Um, what one did you say that you liked? Ping, or I uh, no, 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 no. Ping was useless. Um, okay, the but one he, that leaves leaves a packet. Packet. Oh God! What one was packet? It's the one where it leaves like a bomb and then you hit it to explode it. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. So like, so there's a, there's a function called packet that leaves a bomb, but you've also got, that is it in its active form. That also has a passive form and it has a, um, like an upgrade form. So you can use that to upgrade breach. And maybe what happens is you use breach and shoot and it drops a bomb because you've upgraded it with your packet. Or you could use it in a passive slot, and the passive thing could... And I'm making these up because I don't know what they are, but the passive thing could be when you dodge, you drop a bomb where you've dodged from, or, you know, something like that. So every every weapon had its own wee flavour of upgrading and passiveness, and I just... I loved playing about with them and seeing what all the wee different... You know, all the wee different things you could do with it. I was very fan yeah, one is, uh, and towards towards the end, it was two moves. I had breach with the debuff, and then the other debuff, the one that's like um, a dot on it. So you hit them with that once, it debuffs their defense. Plus, they have a dot on them. And then the next one was 
the packet, the the one you just pack it, and it it's the one that auto- makes an automatic countdown. So after five, six seconds, it okay. it goes off while damaging everything around it. And seriously, everything melts to that. You hit them once with breach, then you leave two packets. Boom! Nothing stands up against it. It's yeah. great. Uh, I did use the doggy too because <laughs> I, I like pet classes and or like there's a good example, right? Like um how it can change things fundamentally. So if you have the summon ability, which it, it's called like help or help me or something help, like that. Help. Yeah, okay. Um by itself it summons a dog. And with no modifiers, it just runs around and it does like these little sonic barks at it and, and that's it. Uh, if you add the one that's the triple shot, oh, now suddenly you can summon two dogs, but they're at 50% um, efficacy. Or if you add the bomb one to it, then suddenly it starts shooting AOEs. You know, it, it's all these kind of modifiers. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really have a great time with them, but I do like uh, specifically with the puzzles that you go into that are like the uh, the dreams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is a very cool tutorial, non-tutorial way to go, okay, I can think around some problems of like, you know, kill these three people within one turn, but they're far away. It's like, oh, use the magnetic spike, pull them close, you know, that kind of stuff. So I think they do a very good job of teaching you, no, 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 don't just equip these, you know, use some of them for modifiers. And I think that works pretty well. I, I like that. Um... One thing I do want to ask you about is mm. how do you feel about the length of this game? I, th- I think it's perfectly, perfectly adequate. Like it's short, but in a good way. I, I, I'm, mm. I'm never, I'm never. Um, I hate a game that just goes on and you just think, oh my god, there's like three more Oracle things I've got to find, and then there's another two Persona Five, and then you know, like all of this kind of stuff. Well, apart from Persona Five was the exception because it was so good. Oh, um, I don't know. It, well, once I got to that like Angel Tower, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> please, please, can this be it? <laughs> um, but I think all in, I must have been eight hours, something like that. I want to say I was like, yeah, six or seven, somewhere in there. Uh, I did take breaks in between it just because I was like, okay, I don't want to chunk this all in one. Mm, Because I I tend to not think about it when I just zone out and bust through a game. Yeah. No, so I I think it was okay. Were you thinking it was too long or too short? Uh, Hold on a minute. I'm, I'm Googling. What's the name of the group? Uh, of the people, Camerata. The Camerata, yeah. Because I, I want, I want the specific name of the one guy, Royce. Is he the last guy? Yeah, he's the main boss. Okay, all right. So I thought that time between when you meet Royce as the um, the proxy, mm-hmm. and he's talking on his TV, yeah. to when you meet him, that was where I was like, okay. Let's go. Can we just get <laughs> to the end? Um, and you're running and upside think, down, and you're just like, "Why the fuck am I running upside?" Just, just, yeah, yeah. Just, 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 just go. Just go. Um, I, I think this runs into the problem that Bastion doesn't, in terms of enemies. Uh, I'm not sure exactly, but all of the enemies in this are very similar. So I think there's only like what four different types of enemies. There must be more than four, because you. Well, there's the dogs, there's the regular old run-around uh, bad cores, then there's the jerks, which, I mean, you get upgraded versions of the jerks, and then you have cheerleaders, and man, okay, so like five or six. But since they're all so visually similar, I, I didn't have as much fun fighting enemies as I did in Bastion, because there you have, like, vastly different enemies to fight. So that might have been some of the reason why... At that point, I was like, "All right, come on, yeah, let's go." I'm seen, tired of fighting these guys. To see, yeah. <clears throat> um, we're gonna leave the story talk for the end, okay? Because I think that's the game's biggest failing point. Okay. I didn't hear you agree with me. No, I'm not. I, w- I probably wouldn't <laughs> agree with you on that. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and d- just listener, so you know, uh, this is something me and Craig have been talking about. But we haven't actually talked about what I feel about the game because I just finished it yesterday. 
and this is the first time talking. So we're, we're very much feeling each other out for like, okay, how do you feel about this kind mm-hmm. of thing? I'm more open. Um, I'm more open, to be honest. Than, than I'm an open book with a legible okay. text. What's your biggest regret? Um, probably starting the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that ranks up there pretty good. Or deciding to become the editor. Uh, yeah, that's actually more specifically. <laughs> All right, so, well, should we jump into the story, Craig? Um, well, what else? I think before we get to the story... Oh, could... vi- the visuals, yeah, the audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely yes. want to talk about that. Go ahead and you start. Go ahead. Okay, no, so, like, um, probably touch on the visuals slightly. So I, it's a very kind of um, cyberpunk-themed future with lots of... Um, isometric buildings, I suppose. Lots of electronic-looking things. Everything, everything. Not it's not Blade Runner cyberpunk. It's like a it's futuristic of, Art Deco. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like if Bioshock was above ground and inside a computer. Ah, <laughs> oh, see, I say Art Deco. You think Bioshock? Yeah. Ah, oh, see, I say Art Deco. I think Poirot. I don't know why. I just do. I think it's the opening. The opening is very. I mean, the opening is very Art Deco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yes, it's a futuristic Poirot. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's very sexy. It's very high class. There's um, you're a singer, and it's very suave and sophisticated looking. Even even the the main enemy uh, or the main enemy group that turn out to not actually be that enemy um, are all high class. You know, smoke cigarettes with those wee sticks that you know. <laughs> I mean, you don't the smokesticks. Yeah, yeah, like that kind of thing. Um, and it just it looks it looks great towards the end or, the, or getting through the game. The the visual style starts to change as the world starts to degrade, and if, and you start to see the building blocks of it. And it just, I really liked that. I really I'm yeah. Really it goes from stuff. like futuristic Art Deco to like Tron. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is. It's a very nice juxtaposition of oh. Okay, mm-hmm. I see what's happening here. I think, I think uh, it's, it's really, it's really beautiful. I will agree with you on that. Uh, I like how this has a more cohesive style. And again, this is this is me just saying this stupid me. I don't really have great points. I'm not an art critic, but this feels more cohesive than Bastion does to me. Because Bastion was very, oh, now you're in a jungle, uh, now you're in a volcano, now you're in a mine, you know. Yeah. Um, and while it all worked together mainly because of the enemies, the enemy type is what held that art together. This just looking, you'll always know that screenshots from Transistor. Because uh, it, it's a unique looking place, plus everything in it is very, very, very samey and not in a bad way. There's not like, you know, the bar looks like, you know, the motorcycle. Um, uh, what, what are they called? With the parking lot. Everything looks the same piece. Boy, I couldn't get words out today, Greg. Yeah, but it's a good game. Uh, but it's a good game. Uh, yeah, so so I got nothing against the no. visuals at all. No, the, uh, the visuals are really lovely. I really even like the look of the transistor because I know, I, think, I don't know if you watched it or not, but when the... Um, the developers were talking about it in that no clip um, documentary, saying how like this story started as a uh, you know like wizardy type fantasy with a a, a demon blade type thing, and th- how yeah. do you fit a sword into something that's sci-fi? And it's it looks great. It just looks the part. It looks like a sword should in that setting. Props to them for not going the lightsaber route. Yeah. I'm I'm glad. Um, yeah, the the sword itself, it, that translucent green, mm-hmm. while it shouldn't scream futuristic, does scream futuristic. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I I didn't watch all of the no clip thing. I started yeah. it, and then we'll talk later on why I decided to switch away from it because of other stuff. Okay. We'll talk later about that. Um, the audio. Yeah. The audio. Um. Uh, what's his name? Cunningham. The- Logan Ham, Logan Cunningham, Logan, Logan Cunningham, uh, is pretty much the voice you'll hear eighty-five percent of the time in this game, and he does a fantastic job again. He does. He's great. 
Uh, I, I messaged Craig and was like, oh, you know, this guy's pretty good. Well, is, is the guy from Bastion in it? And he's like, it's the same guy. And I was like, no way. And then I Googled it. And I was like, oh, it's the same guy. So, yes, he does a very good job here. Mm-hmm. You will every once in a while hear other members of the Camerata, yeah. but it's very brief. It's it's very brief. And, um, and yeah, just st- stock standardy type. There's no, there's no major voice acting and anything else because you're hearing audio logs or tapes of people, so it's not like you don't hear a lot. Or, else. or it's transistor. Most of the time, mm. it's it's the transistor you're hearing. Yeah. So it's it's ah. it's good. Um, it's, well, hold on, hold on. Before you go off the voice acting, I wasn't. I want to give the guy. Ma- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Um, so just to move on. Yeah, of course. Uh, I want to give the guy major credit for, uh, you know, there's those scenes where you're around the spine. Mm-hmm. And I imagine his voice direction was start sounding drunk. Yeah. But he does it without being your stereotypical WCFL. And so he did a very good job of, of getting across somebody whose thought process isn't quite working. Uh-huh. But without sounding like, you know every two-bit comedian that tried to do a drunk joke. Yeah. It's, so it, I want to give the guy major props. Very, it's, he's very good. It's very, very good. It's all very uh, good. Red's voice acting is terrible. Um, I could barely hear her all game. There's something about uh, they must have put her really low in the mix. Um, she just sounds yeah, like I, she hums all the time. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't make out a single word the entire <laughs> time. Thank God I had subtitles on. Um, let's talk about the humming. Craig? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you have two useless buttons in this game. Uh-huh. Um, and it ranks up there with the best useless button in the world, which is Hug the Blob from Boy and His Blob. Um, you have your Flourish, where she just does a nice little twirly spin and throws a sword and catches it. No purpose at all. Uh-huh. And you have the Hum button. And yes. I found myself hitting the Hum button quite a bit. Because I thought the music was very lackluster without it. Mm, yeah, I can get it. Like, you need that kind of lead. Yeah, well, she also adds a melody to a lot mm. of it. A lot of it is... Now, and I wonder... I wonder, Craig, because these these are smart guys we're dealing with. These aren't your, your dumb game makers. Yeah. Is that done on purpose? The humming. No, no, no! The fact that the tracks feel empty without red oh, right, humming. Yeah, I, th- I think it might. I, it might. You might be right with that because I don't think it's so much that they should out- sound empty, but she, she is. Her voice is what adds. It makes her really important in the game without a voice. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because. Because about about uh, two-thirds of the way through, uh, so about when I'm hitting the spine, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this music's not near as good as Bastion. And so I, I restarted the game. And I was like, oh, yeah, the hum button. And so I started using the hum button every time there was a new track. And I would listen to it for you know a minute or two. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, if you had this hum track, this would be really good music. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know if they said it in the no clip documentary, whether they did that on purpose or not. But it kind of makes sense if they did. And it's a happy accident if they mm-hmm. didn't. No, I think, I think, I don't, they don't mention if they do it on purpose or not. But I think it would, it would more be on purpose than not on purpose. Given, given the amount of thought that's went into everything else and the quality. Yeah, I mean, that with I, their pedigree. Yeah. yeah. So I I would say it was on purpose. So I uh, on that side I will say it works well for the game, but I will not really ever listen to this outside of uh, the game. Yeah. And it's just strange because I have listened to, um, I listened to the transistor soundtrack before I played it because you know Bastion had an amazing soundtrack. I didn't want to play the game yet, but I'm like, oh, let's see what the soundtrack's like, and it was fine. It was good, but playing it. Listening to it with the game made it feel empty, which is very strange. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't find near. I didn't read that much into it. I prefer this soundtrack to the Bastion soundtrack, and as we discussed in our like minutes worth of discussing tiny bits of this, I've listened to the Transistor soundtrack and listened to that on a more regular basis, whereas I never really listened to the Bastion soundtrack outside oh, of the oh, game. Yeah. 
Yep, yep. Uh, we are too diametrically. Op- Does this make me sound artsy fartsy douche? No. Okay. All right. Just, just, just no. making sure. No, it's fine. Um, you just sound like an idiot. It's fine. Oh, good. Whew. That I can live with. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, I'll still continue to listen to the Bastion soundtrack. Where I don't know if I'll ever pop on the transistor one again. Mm-hmm. I'm curious for Pyre. Very curious for Pyre. Yeah. Because I finally, for the first time, watched the trailer for it. Ooh. For the first and time. I didn't know that was the art style. Did you not? It's it's no. It's incredible looking. Like like what what was your first impression? My first impression was ooh, right? Now, now hear me out. Uh-huh. First impression is ooh, but once I saw you know because uh, when you first start the trailer, it's like a fl- it just shows the character uh-huh, yep. designs, and I was like eh eh, and then once once I saw like snippets of gameplay and stuff, I'm like oh okay I see okay that works. Mm. Like, you know, they'll just show the cart trundling along and then yeah. it jumps up in the air. Like, that's the... Okay, now, now it works good. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Pyre. Yeah, um, every single one of those shots where the cart is dwindling along the track and you just look at it, it's like, I could take a screenshot of that and have it as a background or a poster or something. It's just every single time. Yeah. Like, wow. It just looks... Like- I'll tell you what, too. So, I, I know, again, I know the story of Pyre. Mm-hmm. I know the gameplay of Pyre, but I'd never seen it before. And when you hear someone explain the gameplay and the story, and you've never seen it, boy, do you really imagine something different. <laughs> I was honestly expecting NBA Jam. Oh, right. Like, actually, literally. <laughs> yeah, like, literally. I'm like, oh, okay, it's going to be a side view. You're going to have the guys going in and out of the background. Uh, no, it doesn't look like NBA Jam. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. It's more like... Um ritualistic bar- basketball type looney tunes basketball yeah it's good i mean it's we need to talk about pyre in the pyre episode i suppose oh yeah yeah yeah. I'm just after i finished transistors when i finally went and watched it for the first mm. time so I was like, oh hey i'm gonna do this uh yeah so the audio visual i am some good some bad on mm-hmm. all in all i think i think i like bastion more yeah but that might just be because of the music um Okay, we're going to talk about the story. Okay, let's do it. Okay. The story isn't very good to me, but it's a good game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay, so Bastion worked because while you didn't, you knew nothing of what was going on. Mm-hmm. They gave you enough subtle hints, and they used terms that you're familiar with. Like, you knew a calamity. You knew what a bastion was. You, you knew all this stuff. In Transistor, you start the story by yanking the sword out of your boyfriend. I think they call him Boxer on mm-hmm. the internets now. And you are just flooded with a bunch of stuff. You have no idea what it means. Like, like by the time you learn about the camarada, you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. There's a group of people. Uh, I don't, and I think some of this has to do with all of the tech terminology where I wasn't lost. I mean, I know what a process is. I I know, I know all that stuff, but you don't quite get how it fits in. And with them being, I mean, hmm, Craig, they called the world cloud bank. Yes. Now. I, was this this was done at a time where the cloud was fairly common, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So so everybody kind of went into it with that idea of oh okay this is digital. Yes. Okay. I don't like how it's called the process. The process is a series of actions, not an actual thing. That bothers me. <laughs> but, the, but the process is like the process is the process it's it's a series of instructions to do what the camera or what's been voted on by the people that live in cloud bank but so it's it, also a singular thing hence the little robot things running around like if they were called the tide or or swarm or anything else that'd be fine i don't like how they're called a process that confused me for a long time because they're talking about the process. And I'm like, oh, is it the process of making Cloud Bank? But it wasn't. But it's a single it entity. Little... The process is just one thing and it's got many processes inside it. So, like, I I 
like to go reverse to back to the start of your sentence like i bought into all of this and it all kind of made sense <laughs> really. okay no 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 that's perfectly fine but like yeah, i mean if it was called a the program uh-huh. that would d- d- made it so much easier for my brain okay but I, I think I went in with with false uh, preconceptions of oh the process. Well, it's a process. It's, it's you making something. It's a step of actions. It's not a literal thing here. Yeah, oh, it's that like, confused me quite a bit. Yeah, I just took it as it's like visualization visualizations of everything going on in that world. It's a bit like I viewed those processes like the keepers on what do you call it. Deep Space Mass Effect. <laughs> Deep Space Mass Effect. The Keeper? Uh, oh! Oh, the little green praying mantis guys. Yeah, yeah, who just keep the place running and they do what they need to do and they perform okay, all the see, maintenance and stuff. That's a personal noun. They are the Keepers. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, but that's the just the process. Name. That's just the name for them. They, that will be a process. Like a container for all of these processes hmm. and actions. Okay. All right. I, I I will see to you the point that I was stupid. Not gonna not no, gonna no, ever no, argue don't. that. Right. Don't because it's your take on it, but it's a good game. But it's a good game. Um and then in Bastion I'm, I'm gonna keep referring this to Bastion because if I ref, if I referred it to Alien Hominid, we would be completely lost. <laughs> um in Bastion, you had something that immediately endeared you to the kid. It was the way Rux would talk about the kid. Mm-hmm. Right. In this, you have the transistor that is very, 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 very much never wants to leave red side, and that's it for a long amount of the game. And so you don't necessarily know how red feels about anything. Like, does she want the transistor? Does she want to leave the transistor? Is it just stuck to her? They don't explain much. So I, I had no uh, yeah. emotions towards Red. It was just, oh, hey, that lady can't talk, but she used to be a singer. How so, ironic. So, like, by the time you're getting on the bike to head into town, you don't think, yes, this is, I'm going on my revenge spree because they murdered my husband. Uh, no, 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 actually, I wasn't. But uh, later on in the game, I you understand that because of the very smart thing they do. And I'll give Transistor this. This is smart. So the lady can't talk. And I I don't know why she would need to pull out a pencil and a piece of paper for us, the player. That would be stupid. But she does the thing where she starts to type a comment, leaves it for just a second because she's talking to Transistor. That is very smart and good. I think they should have front-loaded some of that to the beginning so you understand. Yeah, but the Transistor does that because the Transistor at some point really early on is like, let's go and kill them all. The camarata that is like literally just yes, says it. You're right. But all you're hearing is the transistor. Whereas in Bastion, you're having Rux say what the kid is feeling, mm. what the kid is thinking. Of like, you know, you smash that bartender that's yeah. made of ash, you'd be like, oh, this kid knew this was a great place to get yeah. a drink. You know, you're you're connecting to him. In this, you connect very much to the transistor, yeah. not so much to red. I think that's the point. I don't like that as much. And I'm, again, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm yeah. just saying I don't like it as much. Again, is it like we'll just we'll, we'll gently disagree, agree to disagree all the way along. Oh, sure. I feel like we will. Um, but I, I did buy into this and more than like more, very much more than Bastion and a, a lot more than Pyre or anything like that. But we won't look into the future right now. So by the time in our timeline of Bastion to Transistor, I just, Mm -hmm. I thought everything that I could compare it to, to Transistor, like, there's a lot of similarities, but a lot of differences. You know, there's a lot of things there that you just think, ah, but it's better in one or the other, and it totally comes down to personal preference, and neither is wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's ridiculous. They're Hmm. just two really good games. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and I have no problem disagreeing with each other. As a matter of fact, I think it's an interesting episode that's already been 40 minutes, and I didn't know it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because because we've been just talking back and forth. Okay, um, since we are at forty minutes, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to rush through this, but I, I want to pick it up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So by the, the then there's there's some things that I have questions about, and this is why I stopped watching the no clip documentary because I was okay. like, okay, this isn't actually going to ask answer any questions I have about 
it the game itself questions about, about the, story the process of, yeah. of making the game. Yeah. And so I went to to some intolerable YouTube people and some good YouTube people, and I was like, okay, explain the story to me like I'm five. And everybody I went to kind of had a lot of we don't knows. Yeah. Uh, this might be it. Like, for example, the first member of the Camarada, the, the lady singer, his uh-huh. name I can't remember. Um, Why is she left as a corpse? Oh, that Sybil. crawls across the floor. Sybil. Sybil. There we go. Why? And only her? Out of everybody in the entire game? Well, your husband's a corpse as well. Ooh, that's a good point. I think it's because the the people that aren't left as corpses, the people that have been consumed by the transistor or have just naturally escaped, you know, like... if, if Oh, wait, no. You're what? wrong. What? Because there's a lot of corpses. The, like, the, all the processes... All the processes... All the uh, abilities you pick up are from mm-hmm. corpses. Yeah, that's what But anybody... Oh, sorry. Let me hmm. go. I was going to say, anybody you kill with the transistor is not. Except your husband. Everybody else is dead by other means. Mm -hmm. But the transistor was never meant to kill the man. The transistor was meant to kill you. Then you would have went, pop. So the transistor is absorbing. It's downloading that person's thing into it to give you whatever power. Consciousness. Yeah, whatever you need to do. Consciousness. That'll do. Um, what was your question? Why is why just her? I don't think it's just yeah. her. I just think it's she hasn't been absorbed or she's just been left to just sit dead. Okay, because a lot of the things I watched and and I didn't know about this because I must not have... Like, there seems to be a lot I didn't pick up on this even though I tried to hit every terminal. Yeah. Um, I'm like, uh, okay, so the camarada was trying to get red to be absorbed. Yes. Uh, uh, husband boy stepped mm-hmm. in front of it he got absorbed, but she got partially absorbed. Oh, well, I why, th- that's why she's missing her voice. Yeah, I thought it was the the voice was kind of like the they had the transistor absorbed her voice before getting near her, and it was kind of like keying in who it was going for, and that's it was just part of the it was like five oh, percent okay. of the way through the process, and then the man stepped in the way and went plop. You know, like if you're downloading okay. something, you don't. He down the transistor downloaded a partial file from Red. Oh, I didn't know this was about computer stuff. <laughs> oh, that makes everything make sense. <laughs> um, okay, and later on in the game, once you kill the spine of the world, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Okay, that's when you start going after the two. And I'm not saying this disparagingly. The mm-hmm. two gay. Yes. Uh, uh, scientists. Yes. Okay. They both decide to off themselves rather than get absorbed in the transistor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we got the last guy, Trevor, uh, Spider, whatever his name is. I said it at the start and it's already, I've forgotten it. Begins with an R or an S. Snyder. Rice? Reese. Rice. Reese. Reese. No, not Rice. Reese. That's, that's my son. Ryzen. Okay. So you go after Rise, son of Rome. <laughs> and he's the one that meets you with the proxy and he talks to you about how he found the transistor and all this. Turns out he also found a second transistor, but we don't know that yet. Yeah. Royce. Royce. I like Rise Son of Rome better. Yeah. Um not as good a game as, as Transistor. <laughs> don't don't mistake me there. Um why do you fight him? Cuz I think you're fighting him my my take on it is like if if we rewind it back a slight second, you okay. the, the camerata are trying to absorb the most influential people in Cloudbank. Yes, because they're fed up. I'm assuming if you've watched, like, tell me if I'm wrong. If you've watched people explain this, because I've just got what in my brain is yeah. happening. Um, from because the- they were tired of it changing, but not changing. Yeah. So it, there's yeah. terminals that say, you know, like, you vote you vote for the weather, you vote for what you want to get built, and what's happened is people have built something and then built something else and then went back and built the same, and it's just... It's cyclical. Yeah, nothing's improving. So the camera... Kind of like Bastion. Yes. So the camera are trying to stop that, to break that cycle. They've created a process. The transistor controls the process. 
and the transistor is absorbing the most popular people that might know what the entire population want so that they can then start saying, no, you're not voting on it. That's going to be a park. That's going to be a bridge. That's going to be a house. That's going to be whatever. You're close. If Okay, and again, this was a point of contention about the people and articles I read. Um, it was more the Camarada wanted to build something of their making using those people as style influencers almost. And I think that's what Freeview was supposed to be. Or whatever the place is across the bridge. I think it's called Freeview. But you're close, you, like 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 you're close enough to where it counts. Oh Hello. sure sure sure. Hello. Yeah. No, it's okay. Right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put a marker here. I'll put uh -oh. A few markers there so that I know I need to cut and then move that along a wee bit. Oh yeah, why not? The chipmunk. Two one. There we go. Job done. Yeah. So yeah. So. Yeah, so then do you want me to do my like take clap? on it is when when Boy McBoy face stands in front of the transistor, he breaks it go. slightly, nice, nice big red ends up in okay. control of it. The uh, yeah, camera okay, so you're back close they want to take on that. control of the process, but they can't without the transistor. So you take the transistor right the way back to the the main the the main processor, like it's like the CPU of the entire mm -hmm. thing, but it's called the cradle. Yeah, I think it's the Cradle or the Crucible or something. Yeah, yeah. CR. No, the Crucible's Mass Effect. Okay, he yeah, says. okay. So Red fights the Reapers, and... <laughs> it's, kind of, it's, it's almost the same story. Um, so you fight Royce inside the transit. It's like a third layer of this virtualization. Okay, it's not so inside the transistor. It's it, just... It's just, Sorry. It would be like if you were playing Second Life, but then you went to the debug area. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. Mm. Exactly. Okay, and so area, that's why they uh, both have transistors. Yeah, and and in okay. that area, you've got those banks that are the people that have been captured. Royce yeah. obviously thinks he's going to beat you and take back control of the process, but no, because you kick his butt. You do. Okay, um, then here comes the giant overarching question of the whole thing. Oh, no. Okay, I might not All have right. to answer. If you don't, that's fine. We'll still be friends, I promise. Cool. Okay, so all of this is a virtual reality program. Yeah. For yeah. everybody else who uploaded your consciousness to Cloud Bank. And you can live forever, and you'll never age. That's fine. And I guess it's been going so long that everybody forgets what the real world was like. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if I if if I've got it down, people call the country leaving the game, for lack of a better term. Yes. Okay. The Camarada are not old enough to remember what the real world was like, right? I don't know. Okay, because at the end, Rise Son of Rome Royce says uh -huh. Only one of us can escape. Why are they trying to get out then? If they're trying to... Like, why is Royce trying to get out at the end? I didn't get that either. If Royce gets out... Royce was the, the driver for um, the whole transistor type thing. If Royce escapes instead of Red, Royce, Royce wants the power. Essentially, he wants... He's the, the actual... Probably the only baddie that doesn't isn't repentant in any way. He wants the power to go out and paint the place in his own image and make it what he wants. Okay. Is my, is my guess. Follow me here. Okay. Uh -huh. Walk this way. <laughs> um, okay. So when they're talking about that, they're in the cradle, which is the mm -hmm. second layer down. It's where yes. the pipe and the steam is. Right. So, are they stuck there and that's what he means by escape? Or is he talking escape the whole cloud bank? See, I took it as it's not that it, he's he's inside this. Let's let's stick with, I like the idea of a debugging area or something like okay. that. Or it's like a central memory bank or core. 
I don't think they're literally stuck there. I think it's one of those, you're the baddie and I'm the goodie, only one of us is leaving here alive type. Okay. I took right. it like that. Maybe, this town maybe ain't that's... big enough for the two of us. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right, so then he's talking about actually leaving the debug area, going back to it, and then uh -huh. repainting it the way he wants. So exactly. he doesn't actually have a second transistor. That's no. just a visualization that happens inside Cradle. Uh -huh. Exactly. Okay. So, and, and he needed that transistor back to do the deed. Now, here comes the last question Okay. about the story. So at the end, where spoilers, if you don't mm -hmm. want to hear this, you shouldn't have listened to all of this anyway. Mm -hmm. Um where Red decides to stab herself with a transistor, hence becoming absorbed into the transistor. Uh-huh. Why does it look like a country scene? That's... I think it's like a visualization built on... Red painted that herself. Okay, so that's not the country everybody was talking no, about. it's not. That's, okay. that's Red's, Red's dream... Okay, because the, the, the man said in the game that when you're absorbed into the transistor, there's no walls, there's no nothing, you're just trapped. Yeah. And so I took everybody being scared to go to the country as being scared to be absorbed in the transistor, but that's oh. actually just, okay, all right, I think I might have it, and I might uh -huh. be completely wrong. Like, I oh, I'm taking the it. dog to the farm. Yeah, yeah, as in, well... <laughs> gonna go to the country now yeah. and die um, but then the country's yeah. inside the transistor okay so that visual imaging confused me a little on what people meant by the country this is my take on it no oh, that's fine we are the blind leading the blind sir uh -huh. one yeah. of us is gonna bump into a wall okay all right um okay so that that's kind of a big that's why I don't think this story is as good as Bastion. Because mm -hmm. while this is a little more heady, like this is Star Trek compared to uh, Ray Bradbury or Isaac Asimov, right? Or Arthur C. Clarke, the, the really, really heady sci-fi stuff. And this is Star Trek. And Bastion is Star Wars, to use the science fiction terms. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't quite think they they didn't have either enough detail or enough something to have the story click with okay. me. Because in Bastion, you were never, even though they were using all these vague terms and words for things you didn't know, like Ceylandia and the Ura, you always knew exactly what everybody was talking about. Mm -hmm. like, like Bastion would not work very good at all if, you know, they were like the Bastion. It's this vague concept. It's not a place that you're actually on. So I, I get the headiness they're going for. Don't uh -huh. think they quite hit it for me, at least. There's yeah. probably See, everybody out there knows exactly what this is all about. I couldn't quite get it. No, I don't. I don't think anyone does know exactly. That's why there's so much conversation about it, and that's what the end of that no clip thing was saying. Like you know, it's open, and there's plenty of forums everywhere where you can people talk about what their take on it is because there's no one answer. But I see the way you're talking about Bastion as being mm -hmm. like one of the things, I didn't mention it in the Bastion episode and I've always felt like an idiot until I realised what was going on. But see, like, I never could connect the Ura to the whole story until the second time I played it and I actually had to Google it because I just did not know what the hell was going on. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 that, that's fair enough, because, I mean, if the first time you played, if you don't hit, like, the take the smoke off the pipe, that explains, like, all of oh, what the aura like, has to do with it. So if you miss that, yeah, you're going to be like, like what's with the pale people? the hell is going on? Um, I, I I think, like, I, I bought into this. I liked, like, all the process names for your actions and your, your what happens. Um they all made sense to me. Like I'm very, I'm very sci-fi and reasonably technical. I'm not a programmer, but I get it. And it just, it yeah. just needled away at things that made me happy. Well, yeah, like, like I like some of it. Like, oh, calling that thing a packet. Okay, that that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, that's calling that a ping and that that a crash. You know, that okay. Yeah, that, that's good. I um, really liked. It. I like things like, um, like the. I think. You know when the spine eventually comes and, and the transistor goes drunk? I think that's like yes. a, 
a local battle for resources. Like the transistor takes a lot of power, but so does oh, yeah, the spine. Some processes are slowing down. Yeah, so it's starting to slow down. Yeah. And we things like that, I'm just like, I flipping, I love this. I just think it's done really well, and I liked that. Like for me, the the that high class cyberpunky sci fi goodness. Just I was just like, yep, this is this is just perfect. And see, while I, I do like sci-fi, mainly mm. most of the Vonnegut stuff I've read, like I'm not huge into sci-fi, um, I, I do tend to go way more towards fantasy, and that mm-hmm. might be just the difference between us and Bastion yeah. or, or Transistor. Um, but do you think this story has the same emotional punch that Bastion does? And I'm not the my game versus your gaming it. Oh, Just, no, I know, When I, know. I got to the end of this, number one, I was like, was that an analogy for something and I'm too dumb to get it? Mm. Or was this just, no, here's just a, a story. Like, like Bastion had emotional punch to it. Yeah. This has, I mean, I guess Red killing herself is an emotional punch, but not I, really because you're like, that's what she wants. Yeah. I, it's not. It's not got that open to interpretation, but it's definitely not got that one moment like when you pick up Zulf and you know, like you're you're traipsing him about the place and the music kicks yeah. up and everything. You know, it it doesn't have any like set piece like that. But I think to me, because I've just followed the story right the way through, and I kind of like roughly knew what was going on and why things happened. The fact that that Red got all that power at the end and then topped herself to be we we are man. I really liked that. I just I really liked it. I just thought I didn't cry. I didn't jump out my seat and go, oh, oh then you're a God, fake gamer. I can't believe she'd done that. But I, I was like, oof. Oof, right, okay, that's the way it went. And it, because it's so definitive, because it's just a boom, that's how it ends. I mean you could go the other way and say, it's kinda cheesy. Ending up in a field with the man she loves and you know why couldn't she just why why wasn't it you know like torment and hell and and it was the mistake well, you know like because we're not in the nineties anymore Craig I know, I know. <laughs> um, but I think it, I just thought it was really no really like nice. like the ending the ending to this I like mm-hmm. I also like how almost every one of their games that I've played so far as in two um, mm-hmm. none of them leave themselves open to sequels it's like this yeah. is the end of the story now. I'm gonna put this all out there because, well, this is this is a place of of trust and non-judgment, even though we mm-hmm. constantly judge each other. Yeah. Um, okay, so when I finished this before I uh, before I started watching the no clip thing and then switched off the other stuff, I I finished the game. I went downstairs. I took a nice long bath because I like to think mm-hmm. in a bathtub. I'm a lot like Caesar in both terms mm-hmm. of physicality and in habits. <laughs> And uh, I was thinking, I'm like, okay, Bastion is an analogy for something. The best I can I can read into this, putting on my artsy fartsy douche hat, is this game is about the illusion of choice. Because you're presented with a couple choices in this game: the the weather, what food you want to eat, but they don't matter at all. Yeah. And the whole the whole mantra of the more things change, the more they stay the same, which I don't agree with, mm-hmm. is very omnipresent in this whole game. Now, after I watched every everybody give their thoughts on it, that's not what people were saying. So either I'm a closeted genius or I'm mm-hmm. a complete idiot. But <clears throat> that that that's also why, like like Bastion. It had that, oh, I get it moment. This never gave me that, oh, I get it moment. Now, that might be a personal failing. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Okay. See, I didn't read too much into it. I took things very... Like, I get what you're saying about, you know, like, it's uh, you don't have any choice or, or choice. You have a choice, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't read into it that far. I didn't have any great epiphany moment where I thought, "Oh, this is the analogy." I just thought, "Okay." The moment, the moment the transistor slammed into Red's chest. You know what the epiphany thing I did have, and it was the thing hmm. that 
just, honestly, the, the most stupid epiphany that I've, I, I feel stupid calling it a pin, an epiphany. But, you know, like, the guy gets stabbed and she stabs herself. The sword is so big that you would think they would slice someone in half pretty bad. And then I started thinking, well, it's got those gold bits at the end. Is it like slotting a USB into a digital construct? So you're not actually physically killing mm. something. You're just, you're plugging that sword into like a thing that doesn't, that program, like a USB stick. Oh, that thing. That rings a bunch of bells on a game that I can't remember. Do you know like what I mean? Ha- yeah, 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 like, no. I know what you um, mean. Yeah. Neo in the Matrix, when he di- dives into Agent Smith or one of the agents at the end and busts, you know, he, he physically yeah. goes into him in that world. Like that. There's, you know, you know, sort of off topic, but there was a game where you had like a digital sword, and every time you hit somebody, it turned them into pixels. And now I can't remember what it was. But yeah, yeah, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Hang on, it's not that one. That's it looks. It's very colorful. Uh, it looks a bit like Dragon Quest Builders, and when you hit things, they just disassemble into pixels. Three D dot game heroes. Yes. Yes. Uh, and wow, uh, gave me, but, uh, no, 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 it, it was something where, like, it was, it was, uh, kind of like Transistor in terms of a, a digital construct, and you were inside a digital thing, but you could turn people down to, was it dot .hack? Where you turned people into base code oh, God, when you killed them? That. But, yeah, that sounds um, right, by Yeah, uh, dot .hack was really interesting. Don't ever play it, but if you ever read about it, it's a really interesting experiment. But, anyway, uh, if you know what that game is, let me know. Listener, because I, it's bugging me now. But okay, all right. So, and and that's the thing. Like, I normally don't try to read into games like that because I've, I've I have that kind of uh, opinion that if you want to tell me something, mm-hmm. then you should make sure I can glean it up. I shouldn't have to look really hard into things and make connections to things that aren't necessarily presented in the base material, kind of kind of thing. So, okay. Well, I'm 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 kind of glad. Either this means we're both stupid or yeah. we're on the right track and there wasn't really an analogy here. Either yeah. or. But. I just think it was a really good story. <laughs> um, I think it was okay. I, yeah. I can't say it was bad. There's nothing that I can point to and go, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. But yeah it, it, yeah, it just didn't click, which is perfectly fine. Um, this has been an interesting episode to do, but we're going to have to wrap it up because we're at mm-hmm. an hour. We're starting to get into bit effect territory. We really are. Um, okay, so no, all in all, it's, it's been interesting. All in all, um, without ex- maybe explaining why, where does Transistor fall in the whole super giant thing? You know, outside of Hades, for you. Oh, including Pyre. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it is the best of the three games, um, and I find myself conflicted between. Um, Transistor and Pyre in terms of visual style, be, like making my p- Transistor makes everything in my soul go. Oh, I really like this, but Pyre makes my eyeballs go. Whoa, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, the yeah. music in Transistor, I find the best of the three. To be honest, in almost all cases, Bastion loses out. That in, in that's interesting. Yeah. Mm. What about you? And the two that you've played? Uh, well, yeah. In the two. Uh, Transistor is trailing behind Bastion. Uh, I don't, like I said on Bastion, I don't think I'll ever play this again because mm. it doesn't, like they have that whole replay through while you keep all your powers. That doesn't really interest me. Um, Like the new game plus mode that this has right at yeah. the end. Eh, yeah, no, nah, Transistor is done for me. But um, they're both good, but I think Bastion is, is better. Pyre, we'll see. We'll see. And Hades, uh, a lot of people have that as their game of the year. So I'm curious. But okay, so switching gears completely from Transistor. Next up, we have Battle Block Theater. (laughs) Uh, This is where I think the behemoth comes into its own. And we will see if you agree, Craig. We'll see. They better better come into something. Oh, that's so far. If this was a contest, Supergiant Games is leading the way. Um, you know, they yeah. are they are two for two, and Behemoth is a half for two. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. I mean, 
who knows uh other than that uh thank you very much for listening and next up we have in terms of our big games we have punch out and super punch out yep that's no hitman 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 this hitman? is coming up before hitman Dave, how come when you want to know about this this stuff, I haven't done it, and when you don't want to know about it, I have done it? Bastion, Crash of Crashers, Hitman, Transist, oh, Punch Out, Super Punch Out, you're right. Okay, alright, so uh, our next big game after this is the Punch Out, Super Punch Out, nope, nope, Super Punch Out, Punch Out for the Wii, double header. So if you have any thoughts on those, uh, you can hit us up. Uh, in terms of Retro Rewind, like I said, we have, um, we have, I just forgot the name of it, Castle Crashers, and then Pyre, and then Pit People, no. that Castle Crashers, Battle oh my gosh, theater. oh my gosh, so go crazy, okay, so in terms of the next Retro Rewinds, we have, ca- from the makers of Castle Crashers, Battle Block Theater, then we have Pyre, then we have pit people then we have Hades and after that is done we will do our start from 1986 again oh no actually this time we're starting from 85 because Craig has never played Lunar Pool and I want to show Craig Lunar Pool so it'll be from 85 to 2011 it'll be fun so if you have any thoughts on any games that released in that era let us know. <laughs> um, other than that, thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time when we all go to the country. That worked, right? That worked. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> we'll see you in the country. That was Mrs. Tracy's dying. I, th- I think we'll it was. see you in the country. Long days and pleasant nights.